And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. Chapulé. I'm gonna exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying Wee! though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. I'd say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told oh, you anybody to. about this story what? in my life. On wax. Alexander, what's going on? What's going on, brother? Pretty good, pretty good, man. Glad to have you back on the podcast. Oh, absolutely, man. So last time we spoke, this is Alexander Hernandez, light, heavy, I'm sorry, lightweight UFC. Last Ooh, time we spoke, hit, you just like got the heavy. 42. Call it heavy if you want to call it. What happened? Hit like a heavy. You call it heavyweight if you want to call it heavy. Yeah, hey, you, you hit like a heavyweight. That's for damn sure. Yeah. You got the 42-second knockout against Dariush. Um, since then, you've had two fights. A lot to catch up on. First things first, though, I want to tell you a story. I didn't have enough courage to tell you the first time we're on the podcast. But the way I found out about Alexander Hernandez, this is a true story. I was doing some online gambling, and I was trying to find a parlay to, to parlay my fights on. And I was reading about you, and it didn't say from San Antonio, Texas. I was just reading about you. You were a late replacement. You were a 3-to-1 underdog. I went against you. This is a true story. And I'm, I remember watching the fights with my dad, and it said Alexander Hernandez from San Antonio, Texas. And at that point, like, I almost felt like I was betting against family. I was like, fuck, how the fuck did I bet against somebody from San Antonio? Because if you think about it, like, how many times do you see a fighter from San Antonio? It just doesn't – you're the only fighter in, in the UFC that I know of from San Antonio. So when I seen that shit, I instantly fucking felt dicky. No, yeah, no harm done there, but I, I do, do – I, I feel you, man, because, yeah, it's – it's an anomaly to see one of our own come up and, and be be on that stage, have that platform. You just don't see it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to represent. And I appreciate you changing your betting strategies oh, nowadays. Oh, for, you know? for sure. Like I said, I instantly reached out to you on Instagram. I felt like a dick. But ever since then, man, you've been awesome, cool as shit. So I wanted to start off with that story. Um, but, but since then, like I said, you've had two fights. Uh, you've had a three-round dominant performance against Mercier. You've had the fight against Cowboy Cerrone. Lots has been going on for you. Again, you fight this Saturday, July 20th in San Antonio. Let's jump right into it. The loss against Cowboy Cerrone. How did that impact you in going forward with all of your fight camps? Man, I had to essentially rewire the, the hard drive because – you know, for me, looking looking at it, it wasn't a lot, lack of um, a skill or strength or speed or anything. It was it was a lack of experience, and, and that experience, you know, got me killed. I I, um, I pressed to my detriment. You know, I had a wounded animal in front of me, and instead of kind of being poised and, and, and enjoying that that kill, taking my time and then putting him out, I I felt this unnecessary pressure to. to to force the issue, to force him out of the cage, and and take shots that weren't there, and that just that just you know 
uh, furthered his game and right. essentially um, uh, counteractively just just worked against me and and, uh, and I impressed myself to my detriment. And so the nature of the game since has been patience and poise. I've been okay. working on composure. I've been working on uh, using that speed, that strength, and the technique I've got. Uh, in a more timely fashion, you know, just just surrounding it with composure, and so uh, gauging a better cadence that's gonna that's gonna be more suitable to to hit and not be hit, because you know, in any open exchange, I'm not getting touched. Uh, right. You can hit me. I'm, I'm I'm evading and countering, but it was the times that I was coming in unnecessarily. I was forcing a shot for no fucking reason at all, but I just felt like I needed to. I felt like I felt like I had to take him out. That's when I was getting hit. That's when I was getting hurt. So uh, it's just a matter of laying off the gas a little bit and. <laughs> you know, kind of rewiring that for me. Did you feel different going into that fight than any other fight? I mean, you were on the biggest stage possible. Did you feel any different walking to the octagon? Uh, dude, I was, I was on one or two, man. Two or three, maybe. I was fucking, I was on it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hype on myself that I was feeling, a lot of confidence. You know, I felt about as close to God as I could. Uh, you know, mentally, I, I, I was on. Yeah. I just, um, you know, physically... Um, I need to restructure some things, and and I've done also just the diet and recovery, so that way I don't feel like I kind of get uh like a lactic exhaustion and kind of a depletion midway through the fight. I felt that a little earlier than I would have liked to, and I kind of noticed it coming to the back. But I was so on mentally that I was like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. Um, but no, I, I felt good. I was ready for the moment. I always am. And um, I just got I just got too overzealous. It was like, oh, got him. And I also expected. I just expected to, to put him out, you know, and that, that's just a lack of experience. I I came in too hot, ex- expecting, you know, if I, I land with these shots, uh, I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to take him out. He looks old and diminished and stiff and slow. Right. And there's no way uh, he's going to be able to h- handle these shots. And I hurt him pretty quick. Uh, but, again, I just kind of like – I just fed him. I fed him a victory. My, one of my, my buddy who travels with me, he's, he was, the, you know, roaming – uh, Cerrone is kind of like my my guy on the move. He was like, "Man, you uh, you didn't win the fight; you lost it." Yeah. And you know, obviously, yeah. he won. But, but that, I mean, that's the fucking truth, though, man. It was like, dude, I had something, and I, and I gave it to him. It was it was me being overzealous, putting myself in compromisable positions, and uh, putting myself just out of um, out of position and, and, and in a place to get countered and attacked. And it's when I could have just sat back. A little bit more patient with the execution, and uh, had an entirely different, you know, finished everything. So it was just a lot to learn about that. So that's, that's been again kind of the name of the game since getting ready for this fight, and then especially this week exercising at the gym is just, um, you know, slow it down, let's break it down, let's get the shots that count, and let's feed him in our game, and then we explode, then we use those attributes. Um, but let's not just force the let's not force the, the shots. Let's not force the cadence. All right. Anything specifically with your mindset that's changed going into this fight than any not even the cowboy fight, but any other fight? Like it's it's been over five years since you tasted your last defeat prior to the Cerrone. Was it anything different, like mindset wise? I noticed you got the haircut. We're gonna talk about the haircut in a bit, but is there anything specifically that had to switch up just mentally to get I mean, you that, prepared? That's it, dude. That's everything. That's mental. That's not physical. Well, I'm telling you, it's mental. Yeah, you don't just fucking. You're prone to uh, press and be aggressive. You're prone to aggression, and then you say, "Hey, now I need you to be passive." 
that's a mental rewiring of the system. That wasn't some easy shit to do. I'm still fuck. I'm working on it these last five days. It's like right. it's something I have to constantly be at. I have to breathe different. I have to approach my driving and traffic different. I have to do every fucking thing different. So that way I can become a little bit more passive, um, a little bit less likely to press and just slow my tempo down. Has it, I mean, has that, that's all, that's 130,000% mental. I'm not, I'm not putting new attributes in. I'm, I'm getting better at what I'm doing, but it's just a pace. It's a rhythm. And right. that's what I had to rewire. That, I mean, that's everything. And that's, has, you know, I got there off of what I was doing. So now it's like, oh, shit, dude. Has, <laughs> has it felt pretty different. natural, the change? Felt pretty natural or has it been a challenge? No, it's going against the grain for sure. Right. It's definitely okay. been a okay. challenge. It's definitely been a challenge. But uh, but that's part of it, man. And, and if you can't uh, adapt, you won't evolve. And if you don't evolve, I mean, you'll you'll, you'll extinct with the rest of them. So Absolutely. I'm not facing extinction. No challenge, I'm, I'm, here, no I'm change. here to evolve. Exactly. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I like to fancy myself a master of adaptation. And certainly, uh, intuition with myself and, and understanding what needs to be done. I'm, I'm very aware of these things. So, you know, I'm actively practicing and then, you know, putting it to the test of Saturday and just, uh, I know I'm better. I just gotta, I mean, I've, I've, I've always, I'm, I'm, I still don't doubt myself at all. You know, I right. think I'm the best. I just say, hey, dude, you gotta, you gotta apply it better than how you were applying it. To so, beat the guys at the top, and that's it. That's so it. overall, so, training camp for this fight has been pretty pretty good. It's, it's different, obviously, yeah. but overall good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always real good, man. And yeah, you know, no camp comes without its injuries and things. But I mean, I always say every injury is an opportunity to to exploit your other weaknesses, develop develop other skills, and strengthen those other facets that maybe you were overlooking. Maybe that's why that that you know limb or whatever gave out on you was because you're overworking that, and you're underworking the other thing. So. You know, uh, every, every camp's got its obstacles, but you know, you just you just make them objectives to overcome, and it's no big deal. But it's it's, it's been a it's been a hell of a camp. It's been a strong camp, and shit, dude, it's been long enough. You know, I haven't fought since January, and, right. and you know me, I'm, I'm back at it. So I've been at it for a long time, and I've overcome injuries in the in the last six months, and but but I never stopped working. And so I'm uh yeah I'm I'm long since ready to go. Okay, so speaking of speaking of this card, January, I'm sorry, July 20th, San Antonio. I actually reached out to you when I found out that there was a card in San Antonio. I said, "Please God, tell me you're on this card." And you actually said no at first. You thought you were going to be in a card in California. From when I reached out to to when you got the call, what what how did that happen? Who like Yeah, I um, you know, I, I was uh... I heard about the San Antonio card. Like I hear about most of these cards from the fucking John, you know. <laughs> and, you know, uh, get the heads up about uh, about San Antonio, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I immediately shoot my manager a message like, yo, are we headlining this card, or what's the deal with that? And um, and he's like, now you know, we're looking at California. California is going to be is that John Jones uh, Santos card. So he's like, you know, there's going to be a lot of exposure on that card. It's kind of what we're looking at right now. And I'm like, I mean. It's San Antonio, bro. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. Seemed like that would be the sensible move. Exactly. Um, but they were just like, you know, you know, let me kind of look around. But they're, they're leaning towards California. Then uh, they're like, no, we're going to put you on the Hightway Edgar card in Canada. That's, that's where you're going to be on. I was like, whatever. You know, Canada did me well last year. It was like pretty much the exact same day last year. I like, fuck it. I'll be at hometown here in Canada after this, whatever. And so I was playing on Canada. And then, like, I guess five weeks out, they, uh, they were like, hey, we need you for San Antonio. Right. No shit, dude. Like, who, who finally, like, put that together? So, uh, I was really happy to hear that they were moving to San Antonio, and then I was even happier to hear that they were making it a real car with uh, Dos Anjos, Edwards, and, uh, you know, they got Hook and Vic, they got uh, 
Juan Adams, uh, Greg Hardy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they've got they've got some they've got some big names, some good oh, yeah. bodies on the card. So it's gonna be a hell of a card. Let me ask you about that because you briefly touched on that, and it, 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 to, as a as a big fan of yours, it kind of bothered me. Does it bother you where you landed on the card? Like, because I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't I think... yeah. I, I thought I thought that was kind of um, I thought it was kind of bullshit. I, you know, when I first saw it, somebody handed it to me because, especially how they're using it. You know, it was just Dos Anjos and I that came into the AT and T Center a few weeks back right, and did, uh, local media news. And, and they're like, yeah, here's the lineup. And they hand it to me, and I was like, this, I think I'm the second one on on the main card, and there's five. And I was like, that's a little low, don't you think? He's like, oh, well, you know, they're still finalizing it. I was like, fuck, man. I, well, look at well, the guys ahead of me. I just don't see why. I thought I'd be the co-main or, fuck, at least the featured. So, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised by that. But, I mean, it's not a big deal, though, man. It's really not, you know. Uh, I want to be the people's main event. Right. That's most important right. to me. And then, you know, on the next one, we'll be, we'll be at the top. Yeah, like but, I said, uh, I was looking at the rankings and just like just the card in general, and just you, you're coming off a huge fight against Cowboy Cerrone. Regardless of the yeah. outcome, you stole the show with the with the press conference. Your name's bigger than ever. You're from San Antonio. They got James Vick ahead of you, and he's ranked, uh, you know, he, he's ranked lower than you or higher than you technically. And then, like I said, they have the the Juan Adams and and um, Hardy, and of course the the co-main. I I don't feel like the the biggest concern I had was with the co-main. I didn't feel like that should even be near the co-main. I felt like you should I, switch I your fight I with agree. the co-main, and that, that would have made more uh, sense to I, me. I agree completely. I thought it would make way more sense, especially just being the local draw. Exactly. You know, I can see, I can see Hooker, Hooker and Vic being a, a, a good draw, you know, right. above. They're, they're both ranked, you know, or maybe Hooker's not. I don't know if you fucking keep up the rankings. I've got no idea. But, you know, they're both guys that have been in the UFC longer. Right. They're both good draws. Uh, but being in San Antonio, like you said, um, I don't see why I'm lower. and I don't see why either one of our fights are lower. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that co-main or the feature really got to where it's at, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe it's one of the big guys. Exactly. Yeah. Love, I, mean, I, I considered maybe it's, it's just because it's a heavyweight fight. Maybe maybe they're going to give that the nod. But even at that, you know, Greg Hardy and Juan Adams. Juan Adams is a, a Texan, and they didn't give that to him either. So it just didn't make much sense to me. So I thought I'd ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's funny like that, man. It's and who's to say? You know, right. I, I got no idea. So so last thing I want to talk to you about the the the, the San Antonio card is just like. Uh, how does it feel to fight in San Antonio? Not only because it's your home crowd and you're going to have family and friends, but just like fight week in general. You don't have to travel. I mean, how is fight week for you in, in fighting in San Antonio? Yeah, it's cool, man. And really, you know, to be to be determined, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm figuring that out. Because normally I'll be packing up and getting ready to fly out tomorrow. And you kind of get like five or six hours of sleep, wake up, catch an early fucking flight, get the airport thing, and, like I was going to Canada, shit got delayed, ended up being in the airport the whole day, you know? Right, right. And then we got in Wednesday and had a place in Castro. So, uh, just having having the luxury of being here in town, not losing any sleep, uh, not wasting any time in a plane, having all my amenities at my fingertips, you know, exactly. I've got my PT right. guys, I've got my, like, I don't know, I got a support of those guys as far as just, like, rehab people, uh, Physical, um, you know, massage therapists, physical therapists, all kinds of all kinds of shit. Where it's like, I got, I got my, my fingertips, and, and I got my my training center here. Now I don't just have three coaches with me, and the quarter guy. I've got my whole squad. I can use all of my accessory coaches, all my Brazilian black belts. You know, everybody that I've got here. So it, it's definitely it's definitely a fun, cool, like new experience. And like you said, the last couple of fights, I've been walking in enemy territory. Yes. Where it gets 
fucking Ronald Reagan in New York last time. <laughs> and then right, right, right. when it gets first day in Canada, right. so it'll be nice to walk into a welcoming stadium and, you know, in my home. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. And, and considering all goes well with Francisco Trinaldo, do you plan on fighting at the end of the year? Do you want to get yes, one more fight? absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely the plan. Hey, I'm on the Aerodyne bike right now, so if I'm huffing and puffing, that's why. Oh, man, uh, I appreciate yeah. the grind, man. I appreciate the yeah. grind. But, um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely want to get another one in before the end of the year. That's the best goal. Any specific opponent? Let me ask you just like, again, uh, just as a fan, just as, as a fan of yours, what happened or would you be opposed to – I know you're not opposed to any fighter, but like – Man, I just feel like that Gaethje fight. There's something about you versus Gaethje that just is fireworks, in my opinion. And I, yeah, I mean, that's pretty badass. And that's, I mean, that, this fight's definitely going to test to put those new. Um, Did you hear that rumor? Like, there, there was there real talks with that fight? I don't know how real it was, but it's definitely just going around for a little bit. And right. I thought we might have it uh, right. before the last fight. Uh, but now it's not. I mean, it wouldn't happen after this fight either. He's in a different. He's kind of in a different. Uh, league in the sense of rankings right, than I am, right. and he just came off two giant wins. There's no reason why. Well, I'll tell you what, just based uh, off I would the, have to win. I'd have to win maybe a, another big one, right? And then I could, and then I could take him out. Well, I, I, you know, how, how again? I'm just picking your brain from from a UFC MMA fighter at this point. Like how, in my opinion, like Uriah Faber comes out of retirement for three years. He gets a, he he's he's in the talks of getting a, a, yeah, a title that fight. fight. That's just so crazy. Dude. Yeah, that's, I mean, I thought it was a little bit of an early stoppage, but I was yeah. so happy that he won in Sacramento. So I, I I didn't complain at all. I was really happy to see him win. Yeah, it was tough. You know, I was well, another one of my managers' guys. Uh, I know the guy's a real good guy, and so you know, we were formed by also a long time Uriah fan. So it was kind of like, man. Well, ju- I'm, I'm going to jump but, right in on that then because I have I have a well, I just want to pick your brain on a couple UFC topics that have just been going yeah. around in the last couple couple minutes, a uh, couple you know months, weeks, and again with minutes. I know TJ Dillashaw was a uh, pretty close to you at one point. Y'all were training together. How did you feel about him getting popped and all that? Did you did you reach out to him directly at all? Yeah, yeah, I reached out to him and just you know try to let him know that he was a big inspiration to me for you know a long time coming up and everything, and that appreciated him you know welcoming me in and. Uh, you know that again. He he was he was a huge source of 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 inspiration. So he just needs to keep keep his chin up. He'll be back. John uh, Jones, UFC two thirty nine, near loss. What did you think about his last performance? Um, man, Jones is uh, extremely fucking disappointing, man. Like I feel the and, same way. You know, I've, I'm 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 extremely critical. And, uh, and as you know, you know, I, uh, I pick myself the pieces on performances and the way I do. And so I'm not saying I've done anything close to what I know I'm capable and should be doing, but that's why I'm working. Right. right. Uh, but for, you know, Jones to be going out and talking the way he does. I mean, he's been champ for so long. He really is debatably one of the best of all time, but then he goes out and has performances like that. Dude, it's hard to call you the goat. When you when you just kind of skate by on natural disaster through a couple of fights like that, where exactly. I mean, Tiago did more damage to himself than Jones inflicted. He probably threw as many punches as you can count on a single hand. You know, he's no got take down he's, using, he's, he's got a foot of reach and he's not using any of right. it. And it's I, like, I agree. man, what are you no doing? No takedowns, not using his yeah. jab. It was insane. Yeah, Santos did. I mean, just one more of those blitzes in any other round, he might have had that fight. 
Uh, what do you think it is though? Like, do you think that that maybe Santos's uh, power maybe shied him away from that, or do you think his his I, ego I don't know, got in the way? It seems like I, I'm not sure, man. And I, I didn't get to watch the Anthony Smith all the way through, so I can't really talk too much shit okay. on it. I, I don't, I don't know, but it seems like that's kind of been his cadence as of late. That he's kind of just doing enough, and I, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if he's playing it safe because he's trying to get as many fights in the year. So right. he's trying to avoid injury and play it safe. Right. Which really isn't the way to fight anyways. You know, I mean... I agree. It's not the way to build a legacy. I guess you look back on your CWs. But I, I don't know. He's th- th- That fight was just... That fight was definitely disappointing. Because um, it's like he really didn't open the door to anything. And uh, it kind of just did the bare minimum to get by with a victory. And if you're going to kind of talk the shit that you talked before, like Adesanya or just whoever else... It's like you kind of got to show out a little better than that, man. I mean, I, I, I was disappointed with it. And by the end of the fight, I was I was kind of cheering for I was cheering for Santos. By the end of it, just like damn, dude, right? The resilience Same. that Same. guy's putting out. Yeah. Same. Yep. What about what about like you had mentioned the people's the people's main event, George Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren, five second KO. What were your thoughts on that? Oh man, that was wild. Dude, Masvidal was fucking on one, right? I mean, oh man, his stocks popping off after those last couple <laughs> yeah. knockouts. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. He's, uh, He's a he's a wild man. I mean, that shit worked out. If you were gonna if you were gonna plan that attack on anybody in the world, then Askren would be one through five on who to pick. You know, like that's a that's a guy to do it on. So, I mean, it was a it seems obvious, right? right? Yeah, brilliant brilliant move to start a fight off, you know, uh, against that guy because I mean, again, he's a he's a blueprint for who to who to throw a flying knee on, especially out the gate. I, I mean, even his, his response to like it that. was to bend. He didn't step back. He did his bend at the back, grab you. I mean, he's literally the guy to do that too. And Masvidal executed it perfectly. So it was it was badass. You know, I mean, it was crazy. That, kinda, dude's, that dude's definitely up there right now. I kind of cut you off on this one, but that, that's only because it was on the agenda. What about Uriah Faber's recent win? Uh, yeah. Again, I thought. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought Uriah Faber forty. Had a better shot than what people were giving him credit. I didn't think he was going to be an underdog. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't look at him as an underdog at any point. And Three I was kind of worried about Ricky. I was worried about Ricky making the same mistake I was making and kind of going out there and just trying to blow through him too quick. Right. Because he he looked sharp. Right? Oh yeah. He looked sharp. Oh, yeah. It was a very short, but but he caught him a few times. And the way he was moving, he honestly looked better than I've seen him look in the past. He really did look very good. Um, but again, just being a little overzealous. Maybe not respecting the old guy enough, and uh, and, and you know Uriah kind of like bend over through it, but but it was also really well timed. It was a really well timed, perfect overhook, perfect timing on the overhand. So uh, I think uh, that that's what I kind of thought might happen is that uh, he might come in. It's not used to being in those same waters that Uriah's in, and just kind of underestimate some things. And and Uriah just looks. And that's the difference. It may be what I was saying earlier with the Sony fight. Drea looks young and spry. Oh, for sure. He looks bright. He looks young. He looks spry. I mean, he looks like the same he did fucking seven years ago. You know what I mean? He looks just physically in his face. He looks very apt to fight, you know? So right. I, I just think that maybe people were overlooking him a little too much and not really giving him any kind of property. So I, I wasn't surprised by it. I wish he didn't go like that, though, because I do like Ricky Simone and he's, you know, he's part of the management team. What what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor's retirement? You you take it serious? Will he be back? No, I never take it seriously. I mean, just the, is it like a them. negotiation tactic, probably. Yeah, I don't even fucking know, dude. It's like I don't even know what it is at this point. 
All right, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you just a couple names, and I just want I just want a, a winner: Holloway, Edgar, Holloway, Covington, Lawler. Uh oh, Covington, Lawler. Um, Covington. DC Stepe two. Dude, that's really fucking tough, dude. That's really tough. Uh, uh DC. Pettis Diaz. This one, me, me and a, me and a group of friends go back and forth on. I, I'm going Pettis, right? Okay, great. Yeah, Khabib Poirier. Uh, dude, that's honestly a tough one too, I'm man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, like and, you said uh, about a, a favor. Dog, and and yeah, Poirier's a dog, dude. For sure. And he's got he's got good grappling. And like Poirier's one of those people I don't think he's particularly great at anything. Good um, at he's everything. Pretty, he's great, great at anything, but he's pretty damn good at everything. And more than anything, he is a composed veteran that executes, you know? He gets hit, he gets hit more than he should, but he throws heavy hands, he stays in it, it doesn't deter him, it doesn't get deterred, and he keeps going, and he's good everywhere. Uh, I think he's better everywhere than Khabib is, you know? So, yeah, I might get it to fucking Poirier, dude. boy, there you go. Yeah, yeah you give it to Poirier? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to yeah, be a lot closer that, that than what everyone McGregor thinks. McGregor's... Uh, my like, I mean, kind of my fucking fight idol, dude. So when I saw that fight, I was like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I didn't even you, dude. Yeah. It, it really wasn't. He didn't show up to that fight at all. He wasn't there. And uh, a, man, if you look yeah, at so Poirier's resume, though, like he's beat the best of the best at 155. Like I know yeah. he lost to Connor, but that was you know X amount of years ago. But like Eddie Alvarez, yeah, yeah, Gaethje, Holloway. Alvarez was a weird fight. That was a weird fight. Yeah. That was in Canada. I remember that. That was kind of a weird fight. That could have gone either way, but but yeah, I mean he, yeah, he, I mean Poirier, Poirier is kind of he, he's up there, dude. He's up, dude. There's a lot of dangerous guys in the top five right now. He's and it's because they're, they're very composed veterans, and Poirier's up there. I do think that he's got that advantage on Khabib because on the, the one thing Khabib's sure. got going, yeah, is the scale of that McGregor fight was so huge. Right. So he's used to being an extraordinary limelight. Especially you know? that's going to be in his home turf, right? I I don't think it's official oh, yet. Oh, that's a great point. That's yeah, good point. Well, it's, it's most, Abu Dhabi, right? I'm yeah, sure most the, likely. I'm not sure the distance, but it's it's in his neck of the woods for sure. Yeah, his side of the world for sure. So the so last two things I want to talk to you about. Me, me and a uh, a friend were talking about you being on the podcast today, and, and I was trying to word this correctly, and I don't know if I will, but I'm going to give it a shot. Do you realize, like? Uh, in my opinion, by the way, this is just my opinion, and, and it's a good thing, I think. But like for the UFC, like as a fan base whole, like do you think you've became like a heel in a sense? Uh, how do you mean heel? Like a like like the like not a bad guy, but like I think I think a lot of UFC fighters have a persona. We I think we spoke about this with the Conor McGregor persona. Uh, oh, the, I definitely I definitely kind of like. Spun on the battle. I mean, I don't have fucking kids or anything. So, like, with the last fight, it was like, oh, do it for my family. And I'm just like, you want it to eat. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right. To eat everybody. Yeah, so, I mean, I maybe do, but. Like, I, I know I, mean, I know they that, said, that, like. That, that, uh, that's just so subject to change, though. And I don't think. Depending on who your opponent is or depending on. Yeah, yeah, it kind of depends on the opponent. It right. depends whose turf you're on. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I, I, I think the more people get to see and know me, uh, it, it, that shit doesn't really stick. But if you just catch a surface glimpse of like a little bullshit reel, right. yeah, I mean, it definitely could be said that I got spun like that a few times. But uh, again, I, I think in time, shit clears up. I mean, you look at, again, McGregor, for instance, you know, everything that gets says is a fucking hero now, but 
I just said a lot of fucking bullshit. Oh, you know, absolutely. Or even like Taylor, anybody, you know? It's like a lot of offensive bullshit things. And I'm not saying I said any of those things. I'm, I'm just making the statement that uh, times change with and, and editing changes also. Yeah. And, and the crowd changes also. Well, and it's well, all based on victories. That's it. Well, Nobody listen, gives a fuck what you say if you win. Right, yeah. And that's absolutely correct. That's how Conor that's McGregor absolute. got so big. Yeah, but, that's absolutely good. But, like, the the question that I want to evolve to is, have you ever considered, like, embracing that specific role, or that's not something you've never thought of? <laughs> man, like, well, dude, I, like just, Covington, I'm not trying yeah, to I think Covington persona, puts on a mask, like, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, I just want to be me, man. And that's like, you can, you can take however it is, and that's why I don't really trip. It's like, you think I'm a bad guy? Great, I'll be your bad guy. Or your hero, you're a fucking hero, but you're a day, it's just me. And, I, and, and the thing that I have that none of these fucking assholes have is 100% authenticity and uh, and, a, and a fucking warm, loose tongue behind it, dude. I'm a, I'm a, a word wizard and I, and I spill it. I but love it's it. all genuine, it's all authentic. I love and, it. And, and people can take their sound by they want, but I mean, look at me in the whole picture. I mean, you, you, you'll get the full image and, and then you can decide, you know, you like me or not. But I'm not really trying to embrace any kind of persona or any kind of role. Um, I just because some speak fighters do feel, though. Dude. You would agree that some fighters feel. do though, right? Oh, 100 percent. Okay. Just go buy accessories and do things. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Henry Cejudo. They with can't the, talk though, the dude. I mean, thing. they're cringy. They're cringy and they sound ridiculous half the time. It's, and, it's uh, hard for me to watch Henry Cejudo sometimes and, and Covington. Yeah, you know what? I, I was really kind of falling on this anti-Cejudo shit. Where I was just like, dude, I just can't stand him. So I'm with but man, you. you kind of get into the backdrop of him, and you're like, you know what? Fuck me for taking that because. This dude's been in a cellar grinding his dick off since he was like a wee little lad. A tyke gets Olympian at 21, gets Olympian at 21, which is like unheard of, obviously. Right. He's the only person to do it. And then from there, just goes straight into more martial arts. It's all he knows. He's socially deprived his whole life. So you can't expect him to be conversational. Maybe not even that affable, but he comes from a well place. He tries to talk shit. It's not good. But he's got a place to be cocky at this point because he's done some incredible, incredible things. And so, you know, I just have to like the guy, but shit, you got to fucking respect him. I'll tell you what, though. Um, you got to respect him. <laughs> My dumb ass had put money against him, against DJ, against TJ, and against Marius. <laughs> you learn it now, though. All three, Bro, yeah. And, and, I'll tell and you what, though, man. I, I would have done all those things, too. That's, I, I, I would have done did. all those things, too. I did. I would have done every one of those things. And I felt like the TJ fight got stopped early, but I swear to yeah. you, after the Marias fight, because I, I have a I'm friend. Not, yeah, after the Marias fight, I'm done, dude. I'm done. I, I have to I'm be. Done. Like, you have crush, to bro. be. <laughs> you yeah, have shut, to be. Shut up, sit back, and pay the fucking money to watch him, dude. That's, that's really where it's at. That I don't was... think Faber should get the shot, and that's stupid, but I do think Cejudo should get paid. I just don't think it's right for Faber just to get a shot. Yeah, I'm but with man, you. But man, that Marias fight, Marias skillfully was in a different league. I still think Cejudo's not, like, fucking incredible. But what's incredible about him is his tenacity to win. Dude. He has a will to win Dude. like nobody. I've like never nobody. seen that. I've never, I've never seen, seen a turnaround like fight that. like that. Yeah. I mean, for you to get like beat that. so bad in the first. It didn't break at all. And didn't they break and literally transition? Of single shot. Yeah. Wow. He's a monster, dude. Yeah, no, Same so, thing with DJ. Like, he, he has his mental fortitude is impeccable. And, and that's why he's the champion. I don't think it's because he's, like, particularly talented or has, like, all this phenomenal skill. I don't. I think a lot of his shit's not that great, but dude, he he has a tenacity to win, and his mental fortitude is just on a different level. I mean, same could be said with someone like Ferguson, where it's like, dude, there's just some shit that doesn't tick up there that says, like, where other people say no, 
he just says go, you know? Oh, man. He's, that's kind of like what makes incredible Ferguson too, creepy. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes Ferguson creepy. So, so last thing before I get you out of here is this is this is for all my non-MMA listeners, and I just want to try to get to know you better as a person. So I'm going to ask you some random questions like what are your favorites? What's oh, sure. your favorite movie of all time? Uh, man, probably Pulp Fiction. Okay, dude, I just read. I used to watch Wolf of Wall Street like every <laughs> just to watch that that movie. Where I do Wolf of Wall Street was like almost a month of ritual get mine right. But Pulp Fiction is, yeah, I kind of like that. Dude, dude. I had yeah. a, I had to watch Pulp Fiction a long time ago, and I rewatched it on the flight, and I was fucking so hyped. Soundtracks, oh the soundtracks, so gold. I'm the with you. That, that movie's dope. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Favorite music- musician? Uh, dude, I think Lil Wayne's been a go for a long time. And people can say if they want about like, I mean, we're going as far as like, um, so so I grew up always listening to this kind of rap shit in Georgia. I was always just listening to rap. I didn't really learn like music and some culture music until my college. So I was a lot of oldies, rock, like Led Zeppelin, things like that. Right. And then, of course, like the whole EDM movement came, and so now I really listen to like, like all kinds of shit. But like, rap always has my heart, dude. And uh, and like after seeing a few live performances too, him and him in his live performance that I saw, uh, just like yells. It wasn't even a full fucking image. It was just even in headlining, bro. It was the most amazing live performance I ever saw the day. This might, this dude might be the goat. But Lil Wayne's up there, him and him. I don't give a fuck what people say. He drink. I think he's one of the most talented people of all time. And I like the oldies. Common, Lupe, um, and then you know, there's a lot of like, I, I think like the generation of Nas and all that's like fine, but honestly, I, I just like, I like uh, this shit. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go it. ahead and agree with you with uh, Eminem, and I, I do put Lil Wayne in my top five. Dude, what, Lil Wayne is a Billy Go, dude. He's such a bad boy. Absolutely. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? Dude, I haven't been that asshole in a while. No. Um, not even doing. I haven't even... had fast food in like a couple of few years, man. Oh, well, good if for I you. If I did, I don't remember because I was fucked up. But it's been a few years since I've like chosen past fast food. So you don't really uh, have any cheat meals, anything like that. Man, I don't even know. I don't even know where I fucking order number two at anymore, bro. Like I don't even know where that oh, be at. Shit, nice. Well, good for uh, you. I won't make you choose, and I don't even want you to think about that during fight week. I shouldn't even have did that. Okay. What, so, what about your favorite beer? Favorite beer. Uh, again, I can't do so. This is fucked up, also, man. I used to love drinking beer. I've been drinking beer in forever. Well, again, I went on this real mock hiatus ever since when I quit my job and got in the whole city. I was like, done with most things. But when I go in, I go in. And I go in with a number of things. But, uh, beer's not always one of them. But I started having this fucked up gut thing with beer to where it's like, dude, I couldn't drink a couple beers without, like, staying up late and feeling sick and sober. Just being in bed, just like, God, my gut's wrenching. So I got like real anti beer, but let's see. Like a good kind of beer, I really like a dark beer, like a, a Guinness, or if like I'm at a craft beer place, like anything dark, I fucking love dark beer. Um, but feeling a little fucking light on the toes, I might have like a little zesty summer ale. But my favorite shit's like uh, dark beers and amber ales. Okay, you have a favorite hangout spot in San Antonio? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know if it's my ear sweating on the phone. Or say that again. You have a favorite hangout spot in San Antonio? I'm sorry, last time. Do you have a favorite hangout spot in San Antonio? Oh, um, shoot, man, uh, St. Mary's Strip. Oh my God! If yep. I'm going out in San Antonio, have you been a squeeze I'm in, box? I'm in the strip. I, I get a little, I get a little funky at a, at a Brass Monkey, and then, uh, 
And then I roll into the squeeze, get that squeeze box, Dude. ice cake grimy, get some dirt under my nails and just throw it down for a bit. So that's what I like to do if I'm a Santa. I'll tell I you what, man. Box. I've never been to a place like the squeeze box. Everybody listening, if you ever went shit. to the that's my favorite spot in San Antonio. Shit. Absolutely. I love that shit. Absolutely. I'm not even kidding you. Everybody that knows me, the listening, will vouch. Squeezebox is my favorite spot in San Antonio. Yeah, and St. Mary's is pretty new to me. And I'll tell you what, yeah, that whole strip is dope. So, Alexander, I'm going to get you out on here. Open workouts this Wednesday from 5.30 to 7.30. I'm making it out. I want I want oh, to definitely get the chance to meet you face-to-face, take a couple pictures, yes. maybe a video. Um, love the haircut, by the way. I know we didn't really get the chance to talk about it. It makes you look like a mean killer assassin. I appreciate that. Like I've done some years in Siberia, bro. That's, oh, that's, absolutely. That's the look. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, Catching uh, with a shiv. Alexander, the last thing I want to tell you is uh, this fun fact about you. You were the first guest, period, that we've ever had, ever. And, and, oh, and, dope, dude. Glad we could pop off. Yeah, and, and since then, you know, I've had several guests on the podcast, but you will forever be uh, one of the most memorable guests that I've ever had because you were the first. Oh. Alexander, you've I been 100% that, great. Um, just keep in mind that I will be in attendance in San Antonio Saturday. I'm going to be there Wednesday, and the On Wax community is going to be rooting for you here in San Antonio, Texas, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right, Amen. well, good luck. All right. Thank later, you. Bro. Bye-bye. There you go, Alexander the Great, 155 Hernandez. You know how we do it in On Wax, the podcast. That's a fun fact. He was my first guest on the podcast, period. Like, we've had friends and stuff on the podcast, but, like, first fucking guest, and it was fucking amazing. Like, I was fucking nervous as fuck, by the way. Everybody can listen to that. I think I named it The Great 155. Uh, you could probably tell in my voice. I, I, I was so fucking nervous. And so, like, I really, I really wanted the chance to run that shit back. So, uh, I didn't want to get him on every fucking fight, you know. But uh, I definitely wanted to get him back on, especially because he's fighting in San Antonio. Uh, it's a good fucking dude, man. He's always, you know, answers my DMs. He always, you know, likes whatever. He like, uh, he, he's a, he's a stand-up dude, man. Um, there ain't no motherfucking question. That's who I'm rooting for um, Wednesday. That's the main reason why I'm going to the card. Uh, big, big, big Alexander Hernandez fan. So good luck, champ. If you listened to this before, San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, baby. Let's go. On Wax the Podcast. We out this bitch.